to another episode of Broken Drum Podcast. This is Dom, with coach today. What's going on? What's going on? Got some technical difficulties, as usual. <laughs> Fucking microphones don't want to work. Giving me trouble. If uh, anybody listening to this is, you know, savvy with technology of the, the audio type, let me know because I need help desperately. I've been just kind of like learning on the fly and it's not working out too well. So, yeah, that was like uh, we recorded a previous episode and then we it didn't work, so then we recorded the second episode basically just ranting about how the, the first, first one didn't work. didn't work. And that's how we're starting off this one too. <laughs> so, last week, Coach and I did the first half hour and we had like some good shit going. We were, we're on a little roll there. And then we try to listen back to it in between takes, and uh, just it wasn't usable at all. And then I thought I figured out the issue, and then me and Bill tried to record the other night, and um, we did about three hours worth of shit, two different episodes, and uh, none of it's usable because our mics went hacked up. So it's funny um, with this podcast. I thought we would have the issue where we wouldn't have enough content. And, and like, uh, we would be able to, like, put things out easily, but we just wouldn't have enough ideas. Well, it's actually the opposite. We have, like, so much content and just shit that hasn't made it out for some reason. And we're just having the opposite issue where we're sitting on all this content where it's just really hard to find a platform to, like, put everything out on, you know? I mean, it's nice that we finally got it on to all the all the streaming services that are available. It's on – we're on – Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, um, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, everything. Um, it's nice to see it on there. It's fucking tremendous, but just the technical difficulties of like learning how to produce a podcast like on the fly. <clears throat> it's been challenging, man. Like trying to sync up audio with video when you're like recording on an iPhone and a fucking three dollar <laughs> microphone plugged into your computer. Well, the thing is, we have like all this expensive ass audio equipment, and none of that shit works. Yeah. For some reason, we've just run into obstacle after obstacle. But here we are, still trying. Got some fucking sirens going on. Hope you can hear that. Um, Tremendous. But I think we've ranted enough about our, our difficulties on this podcast. We're gonna keep doing it. It's, it's, it's super fun. Even and if it sounds like shit, you're not getting rid of me. I'm just sit here and fucking talk a little shit till the day I die. Um, I wanted to start the podcast off today with uh, some kind of, not heavy shit, but definitely um, some like serious shit. So I was gonna start with deal breakers. So like, what's a deal breaker for you, like in a relationship? Like some shit that either someone does or doesn't do that like really fucking hurts you. <laughs> that makes you just like you really like, don't want to fail. Are you talking about like when I'm first getting to know somebody, or like if I've been with them? Like, way. I so when I'm first getting to know somebody, <clears throat> deal breakers are uh, kids. Kids oh, are shit. kids are kind of a deal breaker. I've dated one girl who had a kid and it just didn't work out. Not that I, I like didn't want that or anything. It's just just completely different lifestyles at the time, and I think I'm still kind of in that space. So there's that, and then um, not the last girl I dated, but the one before that. I feel like I would always like do shit for her, like take her coffee to work if she would ask me to and things like that. And then uh, we moved in together and one day I was working from home and I asked her to go and get me like a Red Bull 
or something as I was starting and she was off that day and she was like, well, I have to go hang out with my mom, so I can't go do that. I was like, dude, it's right there. Oh, shit. Like, you're not having to clock in or something. So just like being selfish, I guess. Okay. Selfishness. Selfishness and kids. Okay. Short answer. All right. <laughs> mine, are, <laughs> mine are weird. Um, it's gonna sound really weird, but if someone like doesn't floss their teeth, yeah, they got that little like plaque around their teeth, bro. Yeah, <laughs> no, no way. Yeah, no, I, I'm gonna bail pretty quick. Um, and what's funny is uh, there's a lot of talk on the internet recently about like self care and shit. Uh-huh. Bro, self care starts with floss. Like floss your fucking garbage. Like, a lot floss of people forget to floss. I mean, when I'm talking about deal breakers, I'm talking about just like personality traits. Like oh, okay. when it comes to like hygiene and physical, like there's a ton. Uh, <laughs> there's a ton. But keep going. That's pretty much my only one. Well, that I can really think of, like oral hygiene for sure. Or just like hygiene in general. In general but even okay. then, yeah, like I mean, I'll hang out with a sneaky chick. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Have you um, ever been with a girl and just. It was stinky. Yeah, stinky. No. I worked with this girl at one time. She smelled so bad, her stink would like stick to stuff. Yeah, me too. I worked with a girl who smelled like a bunch of stale cigarettes dipped in cat piss. And um, her smell would like stick to the office. And this would give me a fucking headache. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, my other one is. Um, I just had it. Oh. Oh. It's going to be. It's really super, it's super weird. But I don't technically like consider it a deal breaker. Um, someone has like long fingernails. She yeah. has like long natural fingernails. Yeah. For whatever reason, that she just hurts me. Like, I can't. Like even <laughs> like long like fake nails too. I don't mind fake nails. See, that's see, it's either like long fake nails for me, or they have to be like neatly trimmed. Like I don't like girls with, like long natural fingernails. Yeah. That shit is disgusting. Um, it's like a neurosis with me to the point now where like I don't even like any like I can't even say the word fingernail. <laughs> it fucking freaks me out, dude. I don't know why. Saying the words fingernail and toenail Ugh. are fucking gross. Like thinking about someone's like dirty, nasty, fucking long fingernails. Like I just I can't do it. I'll, I'll flip out. Even my own fingernails. Like I wish I didn't have them. Is that weird? Kind of, yeah. It's just a waste of time. You got a trim on. I mean, everyone has their own like little things. Like right before we started this, you were about to turn the light on in my apartment, and I was like, "Why would you do that? There's daylight outside." That's like my biggest pet peeve in the world is having lights on during the day when we can just like open the blinds. So like everyone has their own little things like that. That's true. Um, so flossing and fingernails. I guess fingernails is kind of weird though, but definitely like oral hygiene for sure. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Just that's my pet peeve with anyone though. Like yeah. someone has dandruff, I'm like, what are you doing? Like scrub your scalp. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever been with like a gross girl like that. I don't, I don't either. You ever seen like a dirty elbow though? Someone yeah. Like a black elbow. Like what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. It's weird. How does that even happen? I don't know. It's weird. Um, I, I don't weird. think I've ever seen like a girl with elbows like that with like the rhino skin elbows. Yeah, uh, I mean, I haven't either. I've worked with some dirty people though, like in past weird shit though. <laughs> I fucking bet, dude. Yeah, it, yeah, it could be rough. 
I don't know how you did it, dude. When we were growing up and we'd be drinking all night and it's like four in the morning, you just lay down on the couch, everyone's still partying, and you wake up at four thirty and fucking just head to work at Wendy's for sixteen hours yeah. after that. I had some really rough days. You can say whatever the fuck you want about Coach, but you can't fucking question his work ethic. This motherfucker will get up and work 16 hours after partying all night, after five minutes of sleep. And then do it again the next night. <laughs> at a fucking fast food place. Yeah, dude. That, that was rough. Um, then you married your boss. <laughs> just, he just aired my laundry out right now. I think that that's a fucking tremendous story. I think we should bring Shay on and uh, have her tell her side of it. <laughs> I've heard your side and it's hilarious, but yeah. yeah. Coach ended up marrying his uh, his boss from Wendy's, which is a, it's a true love story. She wasn't technically my boss, but she was just like a higher rank manager than me. Yeah. So it's a good time. We just ended up, we're like, let's just hang out. And we got married like five years later. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, your your as anniversary is coming up like right before my birthday in a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, how long has it been now? Four, Two, four years. Married? Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, I thought it's only been like two years. I got married in twenty seventeen. That's fucking crazy. I don't know. That's insane. Almost five years. Man. Time is flying by, man. It is. I'm old as fucking. I feel so old. So you're gonna be thirty this year. That's for you. Yeah, I'm about to turn twenty nine. Oh shit. No problem. Oh yeah, you still got a year. Wow, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, young but um, yeah, I think we're gonna do a, a we're gonna roast me for my thirtieth birthday. We're gonna try and do something with the pod, put it out. Yeah, hopefully, like a live roast session. Idea. I would enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, that's what we're doing for everybody's thirtieth birthday. Just roasting everyone. Yeah, uh, our friends are too sensitive. Yeah, that's true. But that would make it fun. See who starts crying. <laughs> My wife was like, you sure about that? You're kind of sensitive. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, I'm excited for it though. I hope it works out with like COVID and everything. I don't want to, I don't want to invite a bunch of people. Yeah, we still got some months until then. But hopefully things start to calm down here soon. Um, aside from like the masks and shit, and like when you go to like a restaurant and tables are like taped up and shit, things are kind of getting back to normal. Like people are still going out like a motherfucker at night. And uh, I drove by the sandbar last night and it was packed. I fucking hate that place. <laughs> <laughs> sandbar is like Jersey Shore and Gilbert all, all the time. It's fist pumping and lights and fucking techno blaring and fucking roided out freaks in there. What was that video? Someone girls. like it was the new location, and they cracked open like the foosball table. It was, was on like the wall, so they had like this. Little, no, they had like this wall where it's like this little isolated bar, and uh, somebody kicked a hole in the wall underneath, like where the stools are, and all these roaches started spilling out of the wall. There was fucking thousands of roaches, and they were literally spilling out of the wall. What, Brand new establishment. What do you call it? Called the Roach Motel or something like that. No, Roach Club City. Roach. Club Roach. <laughs> Club, Club Roach. So now Sandbar is referred to as Club Roach. I'm not trying to put Sandbar on blast because I'm sure they hopefully 
like someone said it was faked and or no it definitely was not faked if it wasn't I'm it was brand sure. new though they had a bunch of construction going on there was nothing there i'm sure that that's like what the reason was but and it seemed to be doing pretty well um didn't deter did, anybody right they took all the sand out of it remember there was actual sand in there for a while i didn't go so you didn't go no, they didn't have sand. sand at the new one um, i never went to the old one though okay so og sandbar there was like actual sand in the bar that's the room the dirty well no i was there <laughs> i went I but and then i guess they had to take it out because imagine it was just puke and piss and beer and fucking <laughs> bloody mary mix <laughs> like a human motor box yeah <laughs> well and i barely remember the only time i went i was super blacked out off bars and i was with your cousin of <laughs> course <laughs> we were in a taxi cab and i remember we were blowing lines in the back of the cab and we pulled up to the oh, what the fuck are we we're, we're at sandbar walk in and i'm just immediately blown away that there's actually sand on the ground in a bar called the sandbar I was easily the most fucked up in the bar. So you hit a year sober back in October, right? Yeah. Do you remember the last time that you drank? Yep. It wasn't anything crazy. It was, it was drinking just, by yourself at home. Yeah, I just I was doing a lot. Um, I had um, I had taken some time off work because my the anniversary when me and my wife got together was like October fifth, not like a married date, but like you know original anniversary so i took like a week off and i just i drank like every day nice mm -hmm. and um i i was at home i was like really depressed and i'd only had like two beers and i just woke up and i was just like super super hungover um i feel like the longer you drink the easier you black out you know like, like you only have that like three drinks and you're like already like your brain's already trained to black out like the the more years you've been drinking, or yeah. like that such. No, like I feel like the more years you tap on to like drinking heavily every day, your brain just blacks yeah. out easier. Like you just like it's almost like your brain's trained to black out. Yeah, I was like coming out of a blackout. I didn't really remember anything. I was just super fucking depressed, and I just remember like having just the, the worst anxiety, like horrible fucking anxiety. And, uh, it was like the next day, I think I saw you, my, my parents. I remember like, I had to work, I had like the worst day at work. I was sober that day, and then like Tuesday, I was like, okay, yeah. like I need to change some shit. Yeah, I remember you saying that, and uh, I remember you telling me that you wanted to, to like get sober, and I was like, okay, well, I mean, I'm here for you if you want to do that. We'll see how long it lasts because we had tried to do sober October the year before, and you started drinking at nine in the morning on the very <laughs> oh, first October day. first. <laughs> yeah, at like eleven a.m. I'm checking in. It's like, so how we doing, boys? How's the first day going? You're like, oh, I'm already fucking wasted. I was like, you're joking. No, I'm not. I've been drinking for two hours already. I was like, God damn. Oh, I don't know if I agreed to do sober October that month. Did I? It was the year before. Oh, or no, it was February of that year. I know one year I like sat out. Yeah, I don't think I, I didn't want to do it. Well, I didn't want to get sober. You know, like, yeah, you have, I had to do it on my own terms. So cool. Yeah, but um, it's funny that I actually got sober. My sobriety date is in October. Right, it's hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember you telling me that, and then we went to a meeting that night, and I was like trying to get a chip because I had been clean for 
a little while at that point too. Yeah, I was like, I was so, I don't know, I was just so out of it and like just trying to hold together. Like, I didn't even get a 24 hour chip. My, my stepdad went up and he's in the program. He got me a chip and um, yeah. I still have it. But yeah, it was rough. Like the first 60 days were just terrible. Like nothing I would ever want to. Do you still go to meetings? Yeah, I haven't been to one in a while, but um, I usually go. Meetings are kind of limited because of COVID. And I don't know if I really feel comfortable sitting in a church with like 50 other people right now. I never feel comfortable in church. So there's a smaller meeting I go to that's like a kind of an offshoot of my home group. It's probably like seven or eight of us. We meet over at um, Panera in Mesa. Mm -hmm. So we usually, I usually do that meets like twice a week. I usually do like once a week or so. And that's a pretty good system. I mean, that kind of keeps me grounded, you know. Yeah. And I just try and stay in contact with people in the program. I feel like I've kind of drifted in this last like week and a half or so. I've just been kind of feeling run down and shit. I just haven't been able to meetings early, you know. So it's like I haven't been able to like get up like five thirty every morning or whatever. Yeah, they never really worked for me for some reason. I would just like think about it even more. The only thing that's really helped me is like staying busy. Doing the pod, talking shit with my boys, and working out, and staying busy at work. That's really all I do. It's, I don't know, I thought the same thing. You just, you, you get desperate enough, and then you just yeah, kind of, kind of stop. Everyone deals with it in their own way. Or you just keep drinking. Yeah, or that. Most of the time, you just keep drinking. And just use yeah. Most of the time, that's what happens. Well, I mean, alcoholism, like, runs my family. Like, my... My dad's middle, my dad's older brother died at like 55. Uh, delivery just failed him. Um, oldest brother, I think he died in prison. I don't know. Maybe he was out. I don't know. He was a heroin addict, though. So, like, addiction and alcoholism just. And been just front of my family. And I knew that, but, like, I still didn't really know. You think like, oh, this dude, that couldn't be me. You know what I mean? Same. You always think that. You're like, oh, I've got this. You know, I got this under control. Could never be me. It's not gonna happen to me. I've done the same thing. Alcoholism runs in my family too, and I still started drinking at a young age. And um, I mean, it's mostly alcoholism, but I was like a hardcore junkie for a lot of years, and yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's not a sustainable lifestyle choice. Uh, what's the most embarrassing thing you did while you were like, blackout? That was one of the things was like I would black out and not remember anything and then um, like just have a lot of shame the next day because I didn't know what I said, if I said something stupid. That like, would happen to me all the fucking time. I hate that anymore. The thing is with you, you could be drinking all day and you would drink a lot and like we would drink together a lot and I would just be fucking blacked out and like I would just say and do stupid shit and just act crazy as fuck. But I can't remember a time where you were like getting like loud or like saying stupid shit or just like breaking things. Aside from like when we were younger, we were like stabbing patio furniture, oh, throwing chairs in the pool and shit. But like you always, you couldn't really tell when you were like super fucked up for some reason. You were just like the same exact energy. Yeah, it was like, it was kind of exhausting, but like, I was always worried about getting like that, you know. Like I never wanted to be like that crazy angry jump that would like scare my life and like, yeah, 
smashing my house up and shit. So I like tried really hard to like kind of maintain like a certain level of like uh, composure, I guess, and like trying to control my drinking. And that um, that really took a lot out of me because um, it's hard to do, right? Like you get drunk and like. As a young, as well, a young man, like, yeah, out the window. yeah, exactly. For me, personally, yeah, it happened. But it was just more of, yeah, like, just acting, like, kind of goofy and shit, and, like, um, <laughs> just saying stupid shit that I shouldn't say, you know? Was there, like, a specific time where you did something, and you were like, oh, fuck. My 26th birthday, yeah, my 26th birthday, I was, uh, my bar tab was, like, $200. And I had to open the next day. I was so fucking wasted. I was at the old job. I was an assistant manager. No, where was your bar tab? Two hundred dollars. Oh, the dick. Oh fuck. Yeah. Two hundred dollars on beer. Yeah. They only serve beer there. Yeah. Damn. It's like I got the tab back. It was like one hundred eighty-seven dollars or something. I had the drinks like all day, like eight hours. Doing a whole shift of drinking. And I called the my other yeah my other the other assistant manager at like midnight. He's like this old dude. I was like, dude, I need to switch. I gotta close tomorrow. Like, I can't. I'm not gonna be able to make it to open. He's like, yeah, yeah, do you have a fucking time with him? <laughs> I started yelling at him. You're yelling at him? I was like, yeah, if you don't wanna do it, just say no. He's like, no, I'll fucking do it. And we got all into it for like a second. <laughs> and so I ended up closing, but even still, like 12 hours of sleep. Yeah. I was still, I was, it was horrible. I was sweaty and miserable. Um, that was pretty embarrassing. That's not even that bad, though. I just felt like super. I don't know. I carry like a lot of like guilt and shame with me, you know. Yeah, me too. So like, I know that was kind of like, and I kind of like feel a lot of my alcoholism. Yeah. Let's talk about heavy. I'm still talking about Godzilla. Well, (laughs) to line it up a little bit, (laughs) uh, one of the most embarrassing things that I've done. I told this on the pod the other night. Came out unusable, so hopefully these mics are fucking working right now because this shit is gold. But one time I was super high on like a bunch of Percocet and Xanax, and uh, I was like nodding off. For those of you who don't know, nodding off is when you're super high and you just like start falling asleep. You just can't control. It feels so good. Your body just like starts shutting down. You just fall asleep because it just feels so good. So I'm like on my phone. And there's this girl that I think is so hot. I don't know her. I've never met her, but she, I have a mutual friend with her, this other girl that I know. So I'm, like, looking at this girl's pictures, being a fucking Facebook creep, just, like, seeing what this girl's up to, what she what she does and all this shit. And uh, I nod off, and I wake up a couple hours later, and I had shared one of this girl's entire photo albums to my Facebook timeline, and it was up for, like, fucking three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I woke up and I was like, oh no, dude, this is so fucking embarrassing. Oh, no. I'm not even friends with that girl. Dude, that's horrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just I just did stupid shit too. When I was younger, I was doing like hard drugs. Just do shit you regret. Like before Tinder and shit, like you actually have to go to your phone book and you hit up like every single girl in, in their phone book. Yeah. Just Nowadays, Tinder like and Hinge and shit like that, it's like picking fruit at the grocery store. But back in the day, when you actually had to dig in your contacts at fucking horrible two, three in the morning and hit somebody up, almost never get a response. No. But then when you do get a response and they actually do come through, you're like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Yeah. Try to compose yourself. Um, yeah. 
No, it's uh, always embarrassing shit, though. Nothing good happens at those hours. Never. And I was always up, like, sliming lines and shit. Just being a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Being fucking creepy. Yeah. People think that, like, I mean, it. It is kind of ghoulish to inject. Ghoulish. It's kind of ghoulish to inject drugs into your veins, like with a fucking needle. It's, it's really gnarly. But I think that like sniffing powder and like chopping up lines and smoking powder is also pretty fucking oh. impulsive. Oh, it gets pretty gnarly, dude. I had some. I was a full blown cocaine uh, for a long time. I was a full blown fucking junkie too. And people would give me shit about being a junkie, but then they would be like getting blackout drunk every night and like slamming lines of coke, taking Adderall every day, and just being <laughs> a fucker. I don't know. People people have passed a lot of judgment on others just because you you do drugs differently, or you maybe take drugs to a place. I don't, I don't do the right drugs. Or, well, I mean, slamming drugs in a, into a needle is like both. The hardest way to do it and it's probably the most frowned upon right so it's like yeah. <laughs> it's fucking ghoulish it is if you see somebody shooting up it's fucking like traumatizing to see that if you're not like in that world oh yeah it's yeah you never want to see someone shoot up oh, something no. care about oh, it's, it's like russian roulette dude yeah yeah anyway <laughs> now that we shared our whole drug, <laughs> drug stories <laughs> I mean, that's really all it is, though. There's nothing really glamorous about it. We have, like, There's a not. bunch of funny stories, but other than that, it's just mostly... Most of these sad times, though, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's super sad. It's not sustainable. Unless you're, like, a fucking millionaire, but even then, you're just going to die or end up in fucking prison. Yeah. But I like this better. I like this way better. I have my own place, fucking dab girls over whenever I want, pond with my boys, go to the gym, fucking... Do my thing. There's a hot girl walking down the street out there, walking the dog. She's got a sink on her. It's like that's that's why I'm still alive. <laughs> There's girls with sinks out there. So you have to give context about the sink. I was trying. <laughs> you tell it because you're the one who fucked up. Oh man, I was trying to talk about. We were talking about someone. I don't even know who. Some girl. And I was trying to say. I was trying to spell dunk like D O N K. She got a donk like a fat ass, but my phone auto corrected it to sink. So she got a sink. Damn, she got a sink. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. So it just stuck. Absolute trough. So funny. Autocorrect has been pretty comical, I feel like. Oh yeah, in the last few years. Can you sleep? That's where that came from. Because what he was trying to cause that Padre Leaf. Padre Leaf, yeah. Correct, it's a beastly. Friend, uh, Gordon Beaver. Shout out to Gordon Beaver. Shout out to Beaver, a.k.a. Beaver. I've always called him Beaver. I've never called him Gordon, but he, uh, he, I was calling him, I accidentally called him Beaver one time, like beef, like the meat, Beaver. And I was like, oh, wait, he's actually a vegetarian, so I just called him Leafer. And then it was just Leaf for short. He was trying to, he was like talking about his dad. He's trying to spell out Padre Leaf. He spelled out Peace Leaf, and his dad has just been Peace Leaf ever since then. <laughs> he hears say Peace Leaf. You don't know what the fuck we're talking about. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. um, we have like our own language, dude. Like when people who don't know us are like around us, I've heard people say, like, 
chance you're talking about. It's it's, it's most, street vernacular. Yeah, dude, it's kind of strange because it's mostly just shit we fucked up over like yeah, it's all our blunders. Years, all the blunders that we just so funny. Um, the biggest one, like a, a big one, I had was uh, our buddy Sam. Shout out Clam. Shout out Sam. Um, we were in high school and we we're sitting with these cute girls. And this like big daddy long legs was like strolling by like we were sitting on like a concrete stage type thing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh. we were trying to like mess with the girls. He was like, I should eat that spider. And I was like, it's really cool. You snort it. <laughs> and I didn't expect him to do it. And he picks up this spider and just sniffs it. <laughs> sniffs this whole spider up his nose. Um, and I was really drunk at a party. I was trying to tell this story to a bunch of people. And instead of saying snorted the spider, I said snooted the snider. <laughs> Sand, remember that time you snooted a Snyder? <laughs> and people were looking at me like I was absolutely insane. My favorite fucking time ever was when we were at a party and all these like rich girls come up to me and you and they're like, Did you steal our friend's camera? And you're like, No, we didn't, but we should have. And you could tell her I said that shit too. <laughs> <laughs> fucking tremendous. Love those girls. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a quick break. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's nice to talk shit. Appreciate you all. Be right back. All right, and we're back. Thanks for hanging out with us. We were um, talking about some pretty heavy shit there. Let's lighten it up a little bit. Yeah, it's funny. This pod is like I'll, I'll bring up something kind of light, and then it somehow transitions into like some heavy shit. We got a lot of pain in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> we're guilty motherfuckers. What it is, but I plead the fifth. <laughs> We've had some fucking fun times, though. Uh, Mostly fun. Do you have any like regrets or like things that you wish you would have done differently? Mm-hmm. I wish I would have like uh, participated more and like uh, wasn't so worried about like doing drugs or what people thought about me. Yeah. Like I had, I feel like if I had done like more normal shit, more girls probably would have wanted to hang out with me. Because girls don't want to hang out with a motherfucker that's doing coke in this room at four in the morning with little candles lit, listening to fucking Arctic monkeys, crystal castles, whatever the fuck <laughs> I was doing. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I never really gave a shit what people thought about me, and like people always liked me, but. I just, uh, I was way too interested in getting loaded, like, I never even cared about girls back then, so I'd probably pay a little more attention to that when I was younger. Um, I also would have never stopped fighting. I got back into a reason I started working out a year ago, something like that, and then I started training again, like sparring and shit, and I fucking love it. It's like the only thing I've ever been like, truly good at, so I wish I would have like just kept fighting and never started doing like really hard drugs. Like I could have my own fucking kickboxing school now. Yeah, like I wish I would have um, just kept playing. Like I wish I would have played like baseball in school and like kept playing football and stuff. Not, I wouldn't have picked up cigarettes and shit. It's bad shit. You know? Yeah, I kind of wish that I had gone to college too and like lived in the dorms and had that like experience. Like. I used to go and spend a lot of time in Flagstaff at NAU, and we had friends who went there, like, right out of high school. And it was just fucking fun staying in the dorms and hanging out with girls and going to parties and 
like just the atmosphere. If you're living with a bunch of other crazy people your age, yeah. just like trying to make it through life, figure out what they're going to do to set themselves up for the future. It's just so interesting. And I wish I had done that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I do too. And my mom was in plenty at ASU for a while, so I, got, I could have had a huge tuition discount. So I kind of blew that. So I guess that's a regret. Yeah. Continuing education and shit. Especially now, because I'm dumb as shit. <laughs> I don't even know what I would do, though. Yeah, same. Nothing is interesting except for, like, I don't know, is there like podcast college? <laughs> <laughs> I believe they call that, like, broadcast, you know, journalism. audio engineering. Yeah, audio engineering shit on that, yeah. Talking shit 101. <laughs> I just don't know if I was, I, I tried to go to community college. I just wasn't cut out for school, I don't think. I didn't even do that. No. I fucking. I got held back. I had to graduate a year later than everyone else because I was like, I had fucked up all through high school and senior year when everyone was getting out, like they would have, they would only go for a half day and get out like in the middle of the day. I still had to go all day because I was so behind on my credits and shit because I was already a junkie at that point. And um, I took agriculture where I was like, doing like little lamb and goat auctions and like wrestling pigs and shit all day <laughs> taking care of the chickens and just doing gnarly shit like that and um my teacher was super cool to me all year but then uh right before one of the finals i uh i was like really sick and i stayed home from school and then i came back the next day and i was like hey sorry uh, i was like super sick can i take my final now and he's like nope you knew you had to be here yesterday you're not gonna be able to take it so you're gonna have to retake the class. And I was like, retake the class. I'm a fucking senior. I'm trying to graduate. This is the only thing that I need. He's like, well, you should have thought of that. You should have been here yesterday. And I was like, dude, quit being a fucking dick. Fuck you. Let me take the fucking final. And he was like, well, now you're definitely not taking it, and you're kicked out of the class. I'm definitely failing you now, and you're gonna have to stay back. And I was like, God damn it. So he stayed true to his word, and I had to go back to high school for nine weeks, take another elective. What did you take? Computers. I took like fucking four years of computers <laughs> in high school. That was the only elective open for me. So I'm 23 years old taking computers. So I can type like a motherfucker, but yeah, I had to do that. So I graduated a little bit later than everyone else. I always fucking sucked at school, dude. I hated it. Yes. I feel like I'd be way better at it now, but I just could not focus, dude. I would try so hard. To focus in class, I just could not do it. I'd end up just drawing or writing or talking shit. Yeah, it's not for everyone. Passing I mean, notes to girls and it, um, <clears throat> it's boring. It's a lot of work, yeah. Especially public school. Public school, there's so many distractions. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's hormones going through your body. You're staring at all the chicks. You're high. You're. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my my last day of senior year. Someone had hooked me up with these peanut butter hash bars. Oh god! It was like a bar of um, like fudge. They had regulated chocolate or peanut butter. This was like before dispensaries and shit. So it was like homemade edibles. Each one had like a gram of hash, and I bought two. And um, did you eat a whole bar? I ate both of them. Fuck, say she ate two grams of hash. I I got back home. It was like nighttime, like before my last day of school, and I ate one, and I was just 
so blitzed. Just stared at the ceiling for like eight hours. Watched <laughs> I think I watched like the big Lebowski or something. As you do. And I woke up the next day, I was still high. And I had the other <laughs> one. And I just grabbed a big cup of milk and I just fucking slammed that other one. I remember nothing. God, dude. I was like an hour late to class and shit. I remember I'm walking into the building. I'm just so high. And someone had spray painted like Mesquite High Class 2010, like XX on the fucking stage. And dude had like a pressure washer who was like spraying that shit off with how grumpy and shit. Um, I just went to my economics class and just was like, what? Edibles are. Fucking, they're a different animal, man. They're crazy. You can smoke and get super high, and like you, you'll be scared for about thirty minutes. <laughs> you'll be scared. You're, you're terrified. You think everyone knows. Everyone's talking about you, like whispering and shit. And like every stupid thing you've ever said or done comes to the surface, and you start thinking about that shit, and you have to run away. But that only lasts for a little bit. You have to run away. Yeah, that's what I do. Really? Fucking run away to a dark room, dark cold room, and stay at the ceiling. Yeah, it's not good too. Um, but uh, if you take an edible though, that shit will turn on you, and then you're in it for a while. Like that shit lasts forever, dude. Oh, and man. it gets super intense. Like there's this <laughs> there's this nine one one call where this fucking cop and his wife they ate some edibles, and then he's like never smoked or done anything like that, and he's <laughs> he's talking to the operator, and he's like screaming, he's like, "Help! Me and my wife have overdosed, and I think we're dead." send somebody now i think we're dead and she's like what did you take and he's like we ate some marijuana edibles and i think we're dead and he keeps saying that he's like send an ambulance we're dead and uh she's like laughing at him because he's like fucking just ate some pot and like it just gets super intense especially if you like never if you never smoke and you take like a gnarly edible like that you really do think you're dead well, it's because I found out it's the THC is processed through your liver. Through your liver, yeah. And it creates a different, it's like a different, it's like still THC in your brain, but it's like a different variation. Yeah. And that's so much feels, more intense. Yeah, that's why it feels way crazier. Um, I also remember it was the year before uh, high school. I was a junior. I'm showing up to school late, high again. Um <laughs> And I, I guess I didn't realize it was the last day of school, but I guess the seniors that were like one year ahead of me, they were trying to do like a prank. Um, they were the, the prank was that they were trying to do a like a Hershey's chocolate syrup slip and slide in the courtyard, and uh, like it looked like a scene out of a horror movie because like, <laughs> there was just like chocolate syrup just smeared all over the place like handprints and shit like smeared down like the like the doors and like the glass windows and the doors and shit i'd be so pissed if I was dude and i was what happened i'm like walking on it's everywhere like it's all over the fucking school um and i'm like what, what happened and uh like walking around and someone finally told me but yeah that's that's just the ridiculous shit you do in public school yeah i think our senior prank, I didn't participate in this stupid shit, but um, they had a, they brought in like a bunch of bouncy balls okay. and just unleashed them all over the fucking school. Oh, geez. People were slipping, eating shit, twisting their ankles. <laughs> Blew out of knees, and ACL definitely got torn that day. Yeah, definitely. Um, this girl's volleyball career. Shit. Yeah, fucking public schools are hilarious. I remember in eighth grade, there was a massive food fight, and, uh, 
She looked over at one of my friends wearing a white shirt, and I'm staring at him. He's fine. He's like trying to stay out of it, not throwing anything. He's trying to enjoy his lunch before he goes back to class. All of a sudden, he gets smacked in the face with a whole pizza slice, <laughs> an entire pe- greasy fucking public school pizza slice. Slaps him right in the fucking face. He's got grease and sauce all over his white shirt. Tremendous. Fucking hilarious. And then he goes to retaliate and he has this Powerade bottle and he pulls it up with his with his arm, like he goes like throw it like a football, like a quarterback throws a football. And the fucking lid was off, so he ends up spilling his powerade all over his white shirt. No just going through it, dude. That's awful. I've only had one food fight in my school career. It was in middle school. I was at Duma. And everyone started, it was like kind of a, a moderate food fight, like not everyone participated or whatever. But the principal walked in, and someone just fastballed an apple. And, the <laughs> and it boom, exploded on the wall, and she just turned around and walked out. Uh, <laughs> it's your son's ghetto. Yeah, during that, uh, during that food fight, <laughs> One of my friends grabbed an egg roll and put it in this other kid's binder and jumped up and stomped on it. Oh, <laughs> it exploded no. everywhere. It's hilarious. <laughs> I remember in high school, this kid I uh, was on the football team with. He came in, he was wearing this brand new white Troy Palomalu jersey. <laughs> he had this little backpack on. He was like, had his little sweatband on and like the Jersey Shore spiked hair. And he was like, he was like having a good day, right? Like he was like looking pretty good. He was like a man. This guy, this guy named Quincy, was on the football team. Just unscrews the red Powerade bottle and just throws it all over his brand new fucking jersey. Bro, I used to and do dude that just immediately time. throws his arms back, backpack hits the ground, and they're just instantly, just instantly <laughs> just like goes down, like starts fighting. Just starts immediately throws his chest out. He's about to fight. <laughs> Yeah, I was notorious for doing that. You couldn't wear a white shirt around me. I oh, powered no. over me. I was such a fucker back then. Oh, God. I remember one time an applesauce exploded in my backpack. <laughs> Worst day ever. That's fucked up, dude. Horrible. Did anything embarrassing ever happen? Like, did you ever shit your pants at school or anything? Piss your pants? Throw up? No. Crying? Not in, like, high school. I remember I was trying to roast this kid in high school one time, and I like, I was like, oh, you just got like I said something stupid, like oh, you got this, and I turn around, there was this like whole pack of like Mexican cholos just laughing at me because I was said I said to someone that they got dissed or something like that. <laughs> I was like, and then I felt super embarrassed. They were then now they were roasting me, right? Like I became the roasty immediately. I remember stuff like that, but no, I never like. So, Nothing no. embarrassing like that really happened to me in high school either, except for like some of the shit that I wore. I was wearing some bullshit back then. Yeah, same. I remember I was mostly like before I moved up here, like I would always like I wouldn't pick on people, but like the, <laughs> I was right, I was hanging out with all the football players, so we were always the ones like throwing burritos at people and like throwing powerade on people's jerseys. Like we were always the ones trying to embarrass people, like not being the one who gets embarrassed, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like no, I never like shit my pants or anything. Nothing like that. Mostly it was like trying to talk to girls that were way too cute for me and me striking out, you know? That's probably the most embarrassing. Yeah. So. Yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. I, uh, 
I used to wear the dumbest fucking shit, dude. And then, like, <laughs> junior year, like, it was just, I was just roasting myself constantly. I, I thought I looked fucking cool as shit, though. Uh, I remember <laughs> from, uh, from sophomore year going into junior year, I had, like, the craziest fucking summer. And uh, I'd smoke a tremendous amount of pot. And uh, I go to orientation, like, open house going into junior year. And I have like this big fuck up Jimi Hendrix afro with like this <clears throat> this tie dye shirt on, and I have like a bag of weed around my neck. And this fucking kid who hasn't seen me all summer comes up and he goes, "Dude, what the fuck happened to you?" <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. I was wearing some fucking bullshit back then. Yeah, my junior year of high school, I went through was like probably from hanging out with you guys. I was like in this crazy hippie phase. I had like long ass hair and wore like Beatles T-shirts and fucking crazy ass like. Flannel shirts I bought at Goodwill and fucking yeah, it's just horrible. Like, why did I do that? Like, I should have just fucking cut my hair, wore some regular clothes, like a regular shirt, you know, clean up that little yin and yang haircut I had. I probably would have got some more bitches on my dick. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as they say. I I wised up right after that. Like, I spent junior year being a fucking hippie, and then. Uh, Going into senior year, I was like, all right, I'm a fucking senior now. I got a drug problem. I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm like one of the cool guys. I've got fucking friends at every school. Everybody knows who I am. Everybody fucking loves me. And I was like competing in kickboxing at the time and like teaching and shit too. And I had like got my first job. So I was like on top of the fucking world. So I was like, I got to fucking dress the part now. And I started wearing like these little muscle shirts and fucking like my little true religion jeans and Jeans. Yeah, well, some bejeweled ass jeans. Oh, no. Embarrassing. Um, Look like every Scottsdale dude. The affliction shirts. <laughs> when was this? I don't, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, I was hanging out with you all the time that year, too. Well, you were grounded most of that year. No, not senior year. Junior year was the year I was grounded. Senior year, I had a great year. Senior year was dope. Yeah, senior year was fucking awesome. So, to this day, you went. didn't you go to my high school prom? Yeah. And you got invited to my high school 10-year reunion. Yeah. And I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to middle school with like all these people. We went to a brand new school. It had just gotten built. We were the first graduating class to go both years. So um, there was like people going from all different jurisdictions, I guess. And then once high school came around, we all kind of got split up and went to different high schools. So I knew people from like every high school in the Valley, basically. And uh, most of my... I had like a lot of good friends who I'd known forever who went to Gilbert, which is where I went, but most of like my best friends went to Mesquite. So naturally I ended up just hanging out at Mesquite a lot more. Wow. Went to Mesquite's prom, didn't go to Gilbert's prom. Uh, fucking, like you said, I got invited to Mesquite's 10 year anniversary. I didn't even fucking go to Mesquite. Well, and then I ended up meeting all your friends at Mesquite, so that's how pretty much we get, you know, became friends. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget, we ended up going to that prom party at, for Gilbert High, and that kid was running around. There was like 400 kids in his house, and he's kicking people out with <laughs> My buddy club. Joe, yeah. <laughs> Joe's kicking people out of the club. My buddy's Joe and Christian. Shout out to Joe and Christian. Their dad is, he comes over, and he's like, Christian, we need to start kicking, we need to start toning it down. Your brother Joe's kicking people out with the club. <laughs> he was walking around with a fucking wooden bat like a caveman, ready to bash people's brains in for no reason. He just wanted to play it. 
That was so funny. I remember going down into the basement. And yeah. There was this kid who was getting absolutely destroyed in beer pong. <laughs> and all these other kids wanted to play, but he wouldn't leave the table. Yeah. So he ends up losing like three in a row in beer pong. These other guys kicking his ass. And then as like I had had a few drinks or whatever, I kind of mingled. And I was mostly just watching the chaos unfold. Um, me and you watching him. Really, he's like, no, no, we're playing shot pong. Oh, and he God. pours like and this plastic bottle of like vodka, like some horrible vodka. So he pours a whole gallon. twelve cups of shitty ass vodka into the cups and starts playing. And immediately starts losing again. And I was like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Best part about this whole story is we walk out and there's these three dudes sitting in a car, all the windows down. They're all drunk, passed out in the car, and there's puke everywhere, all over the, <laughs> all over Joe's driveway, all in his front yard, all in the street. And I look at these kids, and I was like, what? Hey, y'all puking out here? And the kid in the driver's seat is just passed out. And he looks at me, and he's like, the real skis, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. Man. I remember that, like, I say, fucking yesterday. I say that all the time. I say for real skis, bro, to this very uh, day. Those parties are so much fucking fun, dude. There was, I went to some crazy fucking parties in Gilbert. Were you at that party where uh, those two kids started wrestling and fucking went through the sliding glass door? Yeah, I was with you. Okay, snake. Yeah, that was the party where that girl accused me of stealing her camera. Yeah. So was, these these two idiots start tussling. They start like I think one person like they started like one guy slapped this other guy and they ended up tussling. Me and Don were at the beer pong table. We're watching this all unfold, and we were just trying. I think we were there trying to get girls or something. Yeah. And I think we we're striking out, but he like has him. He's like trying to tackle, and the other dude's like not letting him. Like they're like. Tussling backwards and he just hits the glass sliding glass door and straight through it like <laughs> stone cold Steve Austin shit like just breaking glass so funny dude I'm surprised they didn't get fucked up like cut yeah no one no, no one, one got, got cut, cut no the glass everywhere <laughs> that was fucking awesome what's like the craziest shit you saw back then I was in a New Year's Eve party with my girlfriend that same year <laughs> and I watched this dude break a bottle over his head. And he cut himself, he was bleeding everywhere. That was wild. I was just trying to get her to leave the parties so we so we don't fuck, but she didn't want to leave. Yeah. So like see told you so look what happened. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of crazy shit that happened. I saw a six foot eight girl cartwheel into a fucking ravine. That was tremendous. Pissed in my own face. That happened simultaneously though. Yeah. You watched her we watched her cartwheel into the ditch. Me and you were standing there side by side, pissing into this ditch. As you do. And then this fucking six foot eight man of the woman. She fucking like starts she's wasted and I can see that she's about to fall and I'm like, dude, look at this. And she uh she had trips or something, she does a full blown cartwheel into a fucking ditch. And I get uh, her heels, dude. Like she yeah. got seriously injured. I didn't help her. I was laughing, and uh, as this is happening, there's like gust of wind, a really strong gust of wind comes by, and uh, splashes my own piss in my face, and uh, came back, thought it was hilarious, started telling everyone the girls are not amused. No, okay, you, no, you, we were so wasted, you didn't say anything. You, we can't. We walked back to our circle of friends with like three girls we were all trying to talk to, and instead of like you're laughing and screaming. Like so many curse words at the same time, <laughs> and they're like, "Dom, what happened?" And you were just like, "I just pissed him on the face." <laughs> no context. 
nothing. You didn't know him anything. That's all. That's all I was saying. Yeah, those those Jaeger Fest parties were fucking crazy, dude. So many people. They had like porta potties there. It's like on this at this dude's house now. They had like people working the door, security. And yeah, it's like five bucks to get in for dudes. Like girls are great. I remember that. Like I remember being like really high and like kind of freaked out because everyone else was dressed up like. Greasers. Like greasers and like greaser girls and I just showed up in my stupid t-shirt and yeah. I just stuck out like a sore thumb. Like you could tell like I wasn't invited. Yeah. But I just showed up anyway. So funny. <laughs> that, that was a good one and then uh, the time that girl shit in the tub. I wasn't there for that. You were there with me. Are you sure? I smoked her out with that hash and she didn't know it and then she pooped in the tub, remember? You're so mean, man. Why is this guy so mean? <laughs> This girl is super drunk. She, we were all smoking pot, and she's like, "I never smoked pot before." And I was like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll take. Well, like, I'll give you your first hit of weed or whatever." But I threw like a bottle of hash underneath the flower, and I just handed it, handed her the bowl. And she just takes the biggest rip off this bowl and coughs up a lung. Hash is already harsh to begin with. Like, if you smoke like a very small amount, you're, you're high for like hours. And with any luck, I ruined her her whole weed experience. She's out there somewhere. She's like a 30-year-old. She's never smoked again. I wouldn't either after that, after I shit the tub. <laughs> Fuck sakes. I'm just saying, dude, I've been really fucked up on a lot of different things. <laughs> I've never shit in the tub. I haven't either. Fuck. Like, I've been zonked out on, like, so many different chemicals. I've never shit in the tub. Have you ever puked on yourself? Oh, yeah. I did that on Christmas. Fuck. There was three Christmases in a row, remember? I puked and cried every single Christmas. You were there. I remember that, yeah. I remember you crying. I remember, crying. I remember <laughs> the first time I'm like, yeah, I'm going to puke and cry and it's Christmas. The second time, I was like, holy shit, I'm puking and crying again. It's Christmas. <laughs> the third time, I was like, oh my God, it's your tradition now. Like, I'm going three for three, three Christmases, I'm puking and crying. Fuck. That was a good time. <laughs> One of those is when you fell and ate shit in the street. Yeah, I fell backwards and I ripped a hole in my knee. That's like, so how that happens. Just picture this, guys. If you're listening, you come this far on the podcast. It's Christmas morning. We're in the middle of the cul-de-sac. This dude, this gentleman to my left, is laying in the middle of the road, <laughs> screaming help. Well, we all walked down at the same time. Me, you, and my cousin. <laughs> and uh, you guys are walking, and all of a sudden, like, I, 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 just, I fucking went down, cuz. I fucking went down, and uh, I, I was like wearing brand new pants, and uh, you guys are walking, like you guys think that I'm still there with you, and like you guys get to the end of the cul-de-sac, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? You guys turn around, and I'm laying in the street. All right, and we're back. Hopefully it works this time. We're having some more technical difficulties, because why not? We're just telling some more stories about Christmas time, and uh, hoping that these mics don't go out again. Yeah, that was funny, just because, like I said, the third time you were laying in the middle of the cul-de-sac. My fucking hand <laughs> in the yeah. air. Screaming help while all these little kids are out riding their new bicycles and shit. And um, we're, just, we're just piss-ass drunk. We're just shitty alcoholics. It's crazy that we got people to buy us alcohol when we were at the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. Hilarious. Yeah, and then as soon as I was old enough to sit at the bar, I was just always at the bar. Get you out of the bar. Yeah, I'm always at the bar. 
I miss Harvey's, man. I was that just was, about to say that. That, dude. Was, <laughs> Damn, that was the best place ever. That. You could go to Harvey's any day, any time, and always run into friends there. Always. It's like the best Gilbert bar, honestly. Yeah. I'll say that. Buck Champs. Yeah. Are there any other Gilbert bars? Buck Champs, <laughs> Buck Whiskey Row, Buck, oh, Buck everything in downtown Gilbert. Harvey's is the fucking best. Yes. I don't agree. I used to really love downtown Gilbert. Me until too. Until Whiskey Row came in. You ruined the whole, the whole vibe, which is fucked up. Yeah. I used to go down there, I'd get tattooed all the time. I would like have some drinks with champs. Like four champs was flooded with all the idiots that go there now. Yeah. It used to be going to champs during the day, there was like five old guys sitting there at the bar, like nursing their sorrows and in like yeah. in their shitty beers and shit. That's what I miss. I now miss, it's a bunch of fucking bros. Uh, overran with assholes. Affliction shirts like me and fucking senior year. But they're all like 40 years old. I don't know when Champs became popular, but I'm in their public service announcement make Champs great again. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's cool that like you can still smell the smoke in there. Like it's like stuck to the walls from we used to be able to smoke indoors at the bars. I miss that. Yeah, that bar is like a time like a time shell. Time time, time, time capsule. Yeah, there you go. Time shell. Time, time, time. It's a timeshare. <laughs> it's a timeshare. <laughs> yeah, the timeshare. It's a fuck chance. Yeah, it's fucking. It's crazy. Every time I go there now, it always turns into a fucking fight. Always, dude. Cops are always there trying to bust somebody. Always getting in a fight. We used to be so chill, dude. Like you used to be able to just like have some drinks, hang out, chop it up, run the jukebox. Now it's totally different. Yeah. Um, I used to just go out by myself to downtown Gilbert and just like meet new people. They're like, well, kind of bored tonight. All my friends are married. I'm just going to go out by myself and try to fucking meet people. And I, that would be in my night. I'd have a fucking great night and meet a bunch of new people and just fucking get wasted. Harvey's was tight. It was like, it was huge, great patio. The beer selection was always pretty, pretty chill. And everyone that worked there like didn't give a shit. They knew it was. My buddy that I went to school with like since kindergarten, like, but shout out to Terrence. He was, uh, he was a bartender there for a while. That's my boy. I love that dude. Yeah. Those are, I had a lot of good times there, man. The owner was a fuck ass, though. <laughs> Fucking Frank. Frank. I think that was his name. I can't remember. Yeah, that was Frank. You drove that little Lamborghini. Frank Lambo? Lambo? Yeah, you drove a little red Lamborghini Gallardo. That was such an asshole. What did happen? Why did that place go under? Because Frank's an asshole. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He wasn't that bad. He was just kind of fucking prick. You talk a lot of shit. Yeah. He was just fucking. I don't know like how he got all that money, but apparently, I mean, you can keep Harvey's afloat. If I if we make it big on the pod, I'm bringing back Harvey's. Harvey's 2.0. Exactly. They how turned it, was. it into yeah, exactly how it was. They turned it into a fucking barbecue place now. It sucks. Yeah. It's like the neighborhood watering hole for sure. Anytime you go there, you might have fucking friends. Well, the one homie was living across the street from it. So, like. Yeah. So you just go there and walk home. And in the middle of the day, I'd be like slamming shots of Patron and shit, fucking <laughs> smoking weed in the parking lot. It was a good time. Fuck, I miss that. Me too. I miss. 
I don't miss actively like drinking and shit, but I miss like all the fun. Yeah. Shit that went along. One time I rolled at Harvey's. Yeah, I, I rolled at Harvey's too. I did a lot of. <laughs> fucking, I did a lot of shit at Harvey's. A lot of bastard ass shit at Harvey's. A lot of illegal shit. Good stuff, man. Yeah, I remember being in the, the men's bathroom. This girl showing me her tits, and the fucking owner comes in. He's like, "What the fuck is going on in here? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here!" And there's just like feet everywhere. And, well, there was, it was starting to get tagged up. For like the last couple of months, the fucking bathrooms are like out of order. Like one would always be broken. Somebody always broke the fucking urinal or something. This fuckery going on at all times. That was my spot though, man. I was there when I like first opened up and then I had my little Harvey's mug to this day. Yeah, I wish I had gone one right when they were closing. I uh I remember you guys had all already turned twenty one. And I wasn't 21 yet, but you guys were all going to the fucking bar and going to Harvey's. I wanted to go so bad. But back then, they wouldn't let you in. Like They actually carded you to get, like, even on the patio. Mm-hmm. And I was fucking pissed. All my friends were out drinking. I'm sitting at home, doing my little drugs, getting pissed off. And then, after a while, they stopped even carding people, like, to get in, at least. So, like, I could have went and just hung out there, but... That, that place is the best. If I if I do make it, I'm gonna fucking bring that place back. Exactly how it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a lot of I have a lot of memories there. My my wife and I spent our first Valentine's Day there. I had like little like it was like you know it was still new and you know we were still kind of dealing the relationship out. She I know she wanted to do something for Valentine's Day and I didn't you know I didn't know where to take her so I was like fuck I'll take her to Harvey's. <laughs> Let me tell you, dude, Harvey's came through clutch. They had really? little heart balloons everywhere. They had like little Valentine's decorations up all over the place. It was like, you know, had a little fire pit going. It was like fucking romantic and shit, bro. We had like a little flatbread. We had a couple of drinks. It was one of, honestly, one of the probably like the best day I've ever had. No, no cap. That's wild. Yeah. I would never so, picture that. Shout out, Harvey's. I don't have a picture of that. I just, uh, it was when Harvey's was still kind of new before that ran through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we ran a train on Harvey's. Harvey's train. Yeah. Once they, uh, once they split off the patio and you had to smoke on a certain side, that's when shit started going downhill. You remember when our friend puked in the mountain? Oh, yeah. Definitely. My friend puked all over the patio, too, on her 21st birthday. Oh, yeah. That, that's a good time. They gave her like black and blue shot with like fucking traffic lights. It was like one yellow shot, one red, one green. She fucking slammed them all. She didn't really drink that much. She spewed everywhere. You remember when You're Derek, out of here. Remember when Derek had to get his stomach pumped at Harvey's? No, I don't. Wasn't that Harvey's? Might have been after that. I think I think I kind of remember what you're talking about. <laughs> shut, bastard shit. shut up, the homie. He was on some stuff he should have been on. <laughs> <laughs> and Harvey's Harvey's was ruthless. This is twenty first, man. He had shots lined up on that bitch. And that's when he called our friend Danny. Like, Danny, yeah. we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> called our friend Danny Zanny in front of everyone. Yeah. Fuck, man. Shout out, I got a stomach pump. You ever had your stomach pump? Fuck, oh, man. Most of them. My uh, my my older cousin, Uncle Bastard, when he was young. Got into my mom's purse while she was babysitting all of us. 
he thought her birth control was like a bunch of fucking candy, so he ate it all. Oh, no. And they took him to the hospital and had to pump his stomach. Fucking more idiot. This explains so much. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's crazy that they don't have like like a male birth control pill. It's called a vasectomy. Fuck that, dude. Fuck that. You never do that, you never. 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 With girls or girls with troopers, do they take birth control pills just so they can get a nut? And those are like depression pills. Yeah, basically. Literally, literal depression pills. a bunch of fucked up shit to your body. I mean, I would just, if I was with a girl, hypothetically speaking, I just didn't want to take birth control. I would never give up a second me. I, I would just use a little condoms. Yeah, you kind of have to or try to master the blood method and fucking spend the fortune on plan B. Plan B fucks. fucks oh, yeah, I heard that it's fucking awful. But I don't believe in the pull-out method. Yeah, because pre-cum can definitely get gross pregnant. Like Joe Rogan said, pre-cum is like the green beret of your cum. There like, can be, dude. Like, if you're like super fertile, especially Mexican girls, too, dude. Mexican girls are super fertile. Look at them and they're pregnant. This is true. So, I mean... Girls will still get pregnant if they're on birth control and you use a condom. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it happens. Birth control and a condom? Yeah. Um, it's crazy. And a condom. It's crazy that some people like try for years to get pregnant and they just can't fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And then like some other people, they fuck one time and then they just, that's it. They're mm-hmm. tied to each other for the rest of their lives because of that kid. Yeah. Like one nut. Yeah, I never wanted a kid, so like I always, I always had, had the Trojans on deck, you know. Yeah. Always. What was the first condom you ever got? Like the brand. First one I ever used, or first one I ever had. First one you ever had, like first one you ever like either bought or like was given to. I had a condom given to me for the first time. Yeah. When I was like, I think I was like fourteen. Same. Why did Why do guys do that? It's like a rite of passage. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I had an probably uncle, some, some weird Trojan one. Yeah, I had an uncle give me like a pack of, like a little like variety pack of like Durex and Trojans. The Durex ones are like basically just dollar store condoms <laughs> that fucking do not work. <laughs> fucking break so easily. Yeah, I remember one time I had this chick in my room. Chicken in my room? A chicken in my room. <laughs> no, this girl came over and I didn't have any rubbers. And, like we were trying to hook up or whatever. So knock on the roommate's door and he's like, Yeah, I'll help you out. Handed me this like little tiny Korean brand fucking dollar store Asia <laughs> Mart condom. Was it like one of those gag gift fucking No, dude, it was like it was like some Durag shit or something. Oh, it was like one of the off brand. It was horrible. It was like too small and just condoms. horrible. Yeah. Um, did you ever try an icy hot condoms? No, I haven't. Them shits is horrible. I've heard. It's like a menthol cigarette. Out of Johnson. Fuck that. That doesn't sound fun at all. No, it's horrible. Um, and I wouldn't try the bear skin ones either. Bear skin? It's called, it's called bear skin. Not like not like the animal bears. Like B A R E bear skin. <laughs> bear skin. <laughs> I picture like a fucking hairy condom. Like a bear skin? Oh god. 
No. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking like about. Like the thin ones or whatever? <laughs> yeah. You can just hold through those so easy. You don't even have to be like, you don't even have to have a giant hog or anything. It'll just snap. Yeah. I don't like them, man. Like, they make me go soft if I'm trying to put them on. I'm like, I just fucking hate putting them on and then they fucking choke your dick. That's terrible. It's the worst. But I also don't want any kids. When I was growing up, I always wanted like a grip of kids. I always like wanted to have like five kids and get married and have like this fucking crazy life that everyone else has. But now that I'm older and I've like pretty much helped raise my nieces and my nephew and seeing how much work goes into it. And then just like where I'm at in life now, like I just I don't know if I really want kids anymore. I don't even think that I want to get married either. Not in like a traditional way anyway. It'd be cool like if I find somebody that I want to stay with forever. We just have like a party, but I just don't want to get like the government involved or anything. Definitely don't want to have like kids anytime soon either. But if I do, I don't want to be like an old dad. Like that fucking sucks when you're the old dad. Yeah. Um, I will say to you, I could probably always see, I could see like doing some hangover shit in Vegas or something. If it were to happen. Yeah, maybe. No, I think it's a bad idea. I don't think I'm going to get married. Or have any kids. I'm going to be fucking 50 years old. I'm surprised. still living on my own doing a podcast. I'm surprised more of our friends don't have kids. I think a few of our friends have kids. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. We're still kind of young, though. Yeah, kind of. Middle age is like right there. Say that to me. That's horrible, right? God damn it. I am about to turn 29. I have like nothing to show for it. <laughs> Biggie was 24 when he died. Tupac was 26. Kurt Cobain was 27. Those are like 28, and I have nothing. It's, it's, you can't compare yourself to those three people, though. You know what I mean? Why not? Because they're extremely successful for their age, you know? That doesn't happen all the time. That's like three cases out of like how many people. Yeah, but if I, if I wasn't such a fucker back in the day, I could have been successful at something. Yeah, it's easy to look back and don't look back. Don't look back in anger. <laughs> <laughs> don't look back in anger, Dominic. Yeah. It's cool that we've stayed friends for this long time. We've known each other forever. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, yeah, I remember when I met you. Shout out MySpace. Everything. Yeah. I saw you had like this little, your profile picture is like you skating this, this pool. And I saw that you were friends with Sam. And I was like, who the fuck is Sam? I want to skate that pool. So I messaged you. I was like, where the fuck is that pool? <laughs> you were like, oh, it's in Tucson. Dude, it was like some random, like, burned down house that this guy took me to. Yeah. Perfect pool. And we just started, started talking over MySpace. And then uh, we were hanging out. Uh, one of our friends house, and then uh, Sam was like, oh, I'm going to bring my buddy Seth over. And I was like, oh, we can't have anybody new in the gang, dude. This is fucked <laughs> up. I don't even know that kid. And I was like, oh, wait, I think I've talked to him before. But still, it's fucking weird bringing somebody new into the gang. And then you showed up. I never and, um, Never left. And it was like, like, it wasn't even weird at first. Like, usually when you meet somebody new, it's like trying to get, like, integrated into your group. It's, like, kind of weird and awkward. I don't think it was like that at all. It was like kind of just like a natural fit. Yeah. 
and then we're just like inseparable after that. Yeah, it was it's kind of weird. Like you, you you meet people like that at that time in your life. I didn't really have any friends here, so I you guys seem to be sort of in the same shit as me. So it's like I just kind of it's like okay, these are my friends now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just felt good to like have friends, you know. Yeah. I didn't think the show would turn out like this, though. <laughs> no, I didn't either. Um, <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to be doing, but me either. Definitely not this. Definitely not this. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know, man. But all those times were kind of crazy that we all stayed in touch. Like at least that group of friends through all that shit. Like yeah. For the most part, yeah, we both mm-hmm. kind of stayed in touch. I've had like the same group of like around like 15, 20 people. My entire life, basically. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, there was times we were living in Gilbert, and then we were, like, all moved to Tempe, and then everyone moved back to Gilbert. People moved to Flagstaff, and everybody moved back. Yeah. Some of them were to Phoenix, but... Um, and, like, our buddy, I was talking to Ty about this. Shout out, Ty. Shout out, Ty. He was saying something like that, too. He was like, you know, no matter where you go, it's like that, that group of friends you meet when you're super young, like, nothing compares to that. So it's like... Yeah. He meets new people. He lives in Seattle now. He says like he meets a ton of new people out there. It's just not quite as. It's not quite the same. It's not quite the same. Yeah. Like when you was, grow up with people like the way that we grew up together, and you form like, like there's no there's no sort of bond like that. Like as you get older, like you're not really like experiencing shit like that together. Like me and you have been through the fucking trenches, dude. <laughs> like if you meet new so friends these shit. days, you're not gonna like form bonds with them like that because you're more grown up. And it's just like a different kind of bond that you build with them. Yeah. Like you and I have just done like fucking loony shit together, so like <laughs> fucking crazy outlandish shit that you can't do as an adult. No, no. So definitely can't. I mean you could as an adult. I feel like the consequences are so much higher though. Definitely. And frowned upon it and like you go to prison. <laughs> 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 but yeah. I don't know, it's just a different kind of bond. But, I mean, I've met some friends, like Dill, like one of our fucking co-hosts, Dill. I met him a couple of years ago, and we were working together, and it's fucking like, I don't know, we formed a bond like that, and that's like super rare later in your life, like I am. So, shout out to Dill. He's one of the best dudes ever. Fucking love that kid. But, I don't know. It's, it's weird. They say that if you, uh, if you're friends with somebody for seven or more years that you're likely for the rest of your life and I think it's kind of true because anybody that I've been friends with for seven or more years has like, kind of stayed in my life one way or another not necessarily saying that we're like still talking every day and shit like that but we're like still a part of each other's lives we can hit each other up and hang out and it's like no time has really passed and that's what I've always loved about our friend group sorry I got distracted I'm looking at this picture of Patrick Swayze and he's wearing a dress yeah I didn't know you did that. I did. You did? Yeah. It's for a magazine cover. Is he like a cross-dresser? Mm, I don't think so. I think he was just doing for the mag. Oh, interesting. Shout out to Patrick Swayze. Fucking man, Roadhouse. Going off the rails on the Swayze Express. Fucking personal training on Patrick Swayze. It's so sad, dude. How he died. He looked like shit before he died. Dude, he's really dead. Yeah. See that crazy muscled out dude go from that to you know, where he ended up at. He was cancer, right? Yeah. Okay. So 
that stuff. You know who else got fucked up by cancer? It was Val Kilmer, dude. Val Kilmer has cancer? Bro. I thought he was just fat. No, dude. He got cancer. He got, like, throat cancer. Oh, shit. And now he has to talk to this, like, hold this little box up to his throat, and he sounds like a fucking robot. It's crazy, dude. That's nuts. I remember this dude came to our school, and he had, like, that, you know how Sonny Barger had the hole in his throat? The tracheotomy? He had one of those. He left hole in the... A kid? No, like an old guy. He's telling us not to smoke. Uh, whenever I see those, I think of that family guy skit where Quagmire sees a girl to trick you out and it's like, uh, you ever get through that thing? Crazy. <laughs> that show is so irresponsible. I know, I think it's fucking funny though. That show is so irresponsible. I love the one where he's talking about the fake medicine. Fake Sanguelco. I don't know if I've seen that. It's like a fake, fake medicine commercial. They do in the show. It's like one of the cutaways. It's so funny. I remember me and my girlfriend used to get so stoned and just watch Family Guy for hours. Yeah, me and this girl used to lay in bed for hours and watch that shit and never get sick of it. Yeah, yeah it's like, like I've seen shows. every episode. Yeah, I was one of the shows where I've seen every episode and I just never get sick of like, watching over and over. Which is like, I usually don't watch like dumb cartoons like that. I enjoy them, but that one's so good. When I was like four years old, my mom would get so pissed because I could not fall asleep unless I was watching BBC Butthead. That's so cool. Uh, you know what show is now on HBO is Ed and Eddie. Fucking love Ed and Eddie. Ed, that Ed, show Ed, is so weird. Ed and Ed Eddie. Looking back at watching that now, I was like, I didn't understand half of this when I was a kid. Dude, Boomerang is the fucking shit. Dude. I fucking yeah. love Ed and Eddie and. Courage the Cowardly Dog is one of my favorite shows of all time. Like not even just cartoons, but like shows. And Johnny Jonathan Bravo. Jonathan Bravo. <laughs> you know what show I never got down with those? Kids Next Door. I always hated that show. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I didn't like go. Um, the other one. It's like a similar. I'll think about it later. There's a couple that I have. Oh, Cow and Chicken. I love Cow and Chicken. That show is so weird. <laughs> the the, the, the devil walking on his the, ass the, cheeks. Yeah, the devil with the fat ass <laughs> fucking creepy out, dude. Cow's udders hanging out and shit. Yeah, dude, chicken is so, so funny. Weird, chicken dude. with a New York accent. So weird. So funny that Cow and Chicken are like brother and sister and they have human parents. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. The shit like that. Like, They're like fucking friends with the devil, too. I was like five years old. I knew, like, this is fucked. Yeah, same. <laughs> Same with Rocco's modern life, dude. A superhero where like Rocco would go up to the superhero and like try to peer into the future, and he would hold his eyes up to the superhero's nipples. Oh my the god! Dude's like fucking buffed out chest, and his nipples would connect to Rocco's eyes, that's like his so eyeballs, weird. and that's how you peer into the future. Ren and Stimpy was bizarre too. Yeah, that the creator of that show is like a fucking pedophile or something. I don't know. And. Uh, when it was created, it wasn't meant to be like a kid's show. And then they like adapted it for Nickelodeon. And then they have like a couple of seasons and then after that they like reduce it as like an adult show. You ever see that show where it's like an old one that's called uh, Fritz the Cat? Um, it sounds familiar. Fritz the Cat or something like that. It's like an adult cartoon about it's like cartoon characters. It came out in the seventies. Um but I remember watching it really late on like one of the public access channels like Tucson. <laughs> and they showed like 
and all the cats are like smoking weed, like shooting dope, and like having orgies and Fuck shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's a crazy fucking cartoon. I remember being like, "What am I watching?" He's like nine years old. <laughs> yeah, it's Chris the Cat. It came out in nineteen seventy two. Yeah, look. That dog has tits. <laughs> so weird. Dude. Look at it. Look at this shit. Damn. So weird, dude. I remember just catching this movie on TV one night, like super late when I was a little kid. When you movie. were when you were a kid, did you have a crush on that cartoon girl? Um, I always loved the girl from uh, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Faye Valentine from Cowboy Bebop. That's an anime. Probably the best anime ever. She and was, Bulma too. Bulma was my favorite. Yeah, I had a crush on on her for sure. She had like wore this like skimpy outfit, and her ass cheeks were always hanging out in the show. She had like these great big anime tits. <laughs> it's weird that like as a young adolescent male, you could have a crush on a fucking cartoon. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm on studio. Dude, I was ready to fucking hear that. Yeah, me too. Yep. Me too. From like a really young age too. Yeah. So. When did that change for you? Because I know the exact moment for me. When did what change? Like when you started thinking about girls all the time, yeah. Um, my earliest memories, I think I was like five, when I started thinking about girls like in that way. So for me, is when I saw Britney Spears on the cover of Rolling Stone. Really? When she's got the phone and the Teletubby. At that point, I was like, I don't think I like Pokemon anymore. Like, <laughs> I think I'm on some, it was like past me to Hennessy, I'm trying to get like <laughs> I think mine was when uh, when I saw Simba and Nala rolling around on the ground in the Lion King, and I was okay, like, that's damn, a that's like what, that's what men and women do, like, they fucking do that, so. Yeah, I don't, we don't roll around like, well, like I was that, like man. four or five, I was like, this is what happens, like, this is what you're supposed to do. Um, you just couldn't wait to be king, man. That's true. Like from a young age, I remember like thinking I was like super young, but I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it was like a gradual thing. Like over time, it just like progressed more and more. And then I remember being like six years old, six or seven or something like that. I was at the state fair, and I won a I won a prize like off of some fucking stupid game. And uh, I got to pick my prize, and I picked like this huge Britney Spears poster where she's like wearing nothing. And uh, I remember like these frat bros walked by, and they're like, "Damn, that kid's fucking awesome!" Okay. Shout out to Britney Spears, being held hostage. So yeah, her new documentary just is now on TV. What is that shit? Real quick it's before we wrap up, what's the what's the thing with her being like held hostage? Um. I was reading about, about that. Yeah, I was reading about it. It's like conservatorship. So basically, uh, after she went off the deep end, her dad and her manager were basically went to court and said she was like unfit to like manage her own assets and shit. Yeah. And her own career choices. So she has a conservative conservatorship. She did have some mental issues. She was held at such a high standard, like no one should be held at that standard. At such a young age. Yeah, for like years. Like, yeah. Um, she just had to be this person. She couldn't even be like a regular person, right? So she went off the deep end. Now she doesn't have any like rights to any of her shit. Maybe she does. I don't know. But a conservatorship is pretty weird. That's usually for like old people who can't like manage their estates, right? Not like, like 51, 50. Yeah. But so now she's just kind of getting. 
you know, she's not, you know, she's kind of more balanced, right? But she still has this conservatorship in place. And they won't overturn it. And that's why everyone's like, free Britney, she's being held against her will, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that's, and it became a whole internet thing. And then everyone thinks she's trying to like send the messages on her Instagram. Other weird videos that she puts out there are kind of weird. I will still say she's got a nice little body still. Shout out to Spears. She looks like just like super crazy though, yeah. spinning around in circles. In our yeah, house, you look like, at you look in those eyes, and there's nobody home. Mm -hmm. It's kind of sad, for sure. Yeah, it's kind of sad. But, but that's my girl. Shout, Shout, out Britney Spears. Shout out to Britney Spears. Shout out to everyone listening. Thank Shout you all. Shout out to Houston. You. All right, we'll talk to uh, you guys later. Remember to download the episodes. You can donate to us on Spotify. There's a link there. Um, if you listen this far, I truly appreciate it. It really does help if you listen and like and share and subscribe and fucking follow us on Instagram, TikTok, all the shit. We're everywhere now. It's free to listen on Apple, Spotify, Google, Podcasts, everywhere. So global, thank you all. A global enterprise. Love you. Peace. Thanks.